0: hey we got a lively group today this is awesome we got some dear friends that drove an hour and a half to come and see us god bless you i was her youth pastor and moses was right my i'm never mind I wasn't at all but uh, so good i'm like that's mallory and that's zach she's going i know i said and there's kim who looks the same she just never ages so it's awesome but it's so good to have you, Kim. I'm just so honored to have you and your fam with us. It's such a, such a blessing. All right, I mean, is God not good? Yeah. Come on. I mean, Easter's coming. I'm telling you, you need to bring as many people as you can to TLC uh, on Easter Sunday. And I'm going to do an illustrated message. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a little insight. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Let me go to this group. Okay, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> My wife is ready on this. Yes. Okay. Uh, i'm gonna do i'm the the message is called today matters and so i'm gonna we'll give you it's gonna be a fun message it's gonna be a great message it's gonna minister to you and people that don't know jesus and that's the reason you know we want people to introduce to jesus there's going to be a door so i'm just gonna tell you so how many of you are saved in the well no let's not raise your hands because if you're like i'm not i just am not raising my hand but we're gonna give you an opportunity. But anyway. For anybody that's saved or will get saved that day, or if you're saved already, you're going to have a chance to make that choice. Walk through the door, sign the door with your name and the date that you got saved. And it's going to become part of our furniture somewhere here in the building. And then anytime anybody accepts Christ, we'll be like, man, did you go through the door? You can sign the door and you can, you know, just, I mean, it's just going to be a wonderful illustration of, of the choice. And how many knows that it is a choice for me in my house? Come on, somebody. We will serve the Lord. It's going to be a great day today. I am so stoked to be here and talk to you and, and then having friends here as well that I haven't seen for so long. Just is so pumped. I, when Kim came down, I'm like, hey, look. And she went. That's ah! <laughs> almost like Christmas morning. So that's awesome. Well, we've been talking about in times uh, we've been you know we've been in the book of revelation and we're just pretty much just trying to get through and go through that and kind of understand some things along the way this week we're talking about mighty angel we're going to that's kind of the, the the subject of what this is but before we really get started let's say hi to our online crowd we got another camera working today and uh, god is just so good getting more and more people that are following us online and we're you know and, and again the crowd is getting bigger here on sunday and that's what we want we want to reach as many people for jesus as we can because you know this is our kind of our motto you know what's a motto i don't know nothing's a motto what's a motto with you i'll be, <laughs> I'll be here all week but anyway live life on purpose you were created and you heard ron say it you're created on purpose for a purpose we believe that with all our heart and I wanted to say also a big thanks to uh, Ron. Ron has worked just tirelessly on hooking all of this stuff. You know, he just he spends hours here. And Ron, you're an amazing man. We love you. So, you know, that's the guy that was on the announcements. He, he is a jack of all trades. He does a lot of things, but he's, he's so good at it. So anyway, let's let's jump back in this. We're going to talk about the mighty angel. Uh, one of the cool things about God is that God, you know, God likes to answer questions. He wants to answer your questions, but it isn't amazing how he does it. He wants to know that you're really interested. Have you had people that you talk to that really you they, they really don't care about. They want to ask questions, but they don't care about the answer or they're just trying to make conversation or they're talking to you, but they're looking somewhere else. Don't you love that? Hello. Hey, you know, I'm right here, right here. You know, that kind of stuff. But God is, he's looking for people that are seeking him. Remember we talked about ask, seek, and knock. But, um, you know, he wants to answer questions. Now, I'm from a different era than some of y'all. And some of y'all will relate to this. Some of the younger ones are going, okay, man, you, I might watch YouTube and see this, or I might see something like that. But <laughs> I'm from the era of TV sitcoms. Come on, we watched them, and in 28 minutes to 30 minutes, all was right with the world. Whatever the dilemma was, it was fixed inside of 30 minutes. So you, were, you felt good, I mean, even if something was going on, you know. And so he, let me give you a list of just some of the ones that I watched. You might recognize them, because it's not extensive, because there's some I didn't put on here. Andy Griffith. Family Matters. Did I do that? <laughs> Remember... No matter what Steve did, somehow by the end of the movie, him and Carl, the big guy, were okay. The Brady Bunch. Poor Alice. (laughs) Cosby. Man, we used to always watch Cosby. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Anybody remember seeing that? That, We we always watched those TGIF Christmas specials. Loved that. Boy Meets World. That was awesome. We loved that, too. Uh, Happy Days. That's when Mr. Miyagi was Arnold. (laughs) Laverne and Shirley, Schmuel, Jamal, <laughs> and that's when you found out you could put Pepsi in milk. Remember that Laverne doing that? I remember just trying that because I saw that on TV. And actually, it tastes like a float, so it's pretty good. I'm not saying do that. I'm not saying, welcome back, Cotter, Vinnie Barbarino, Arnold, ooh, ooh, Golden Girls. I love the older lady on that. <laughs> she was just a hoot good times remember jimmy walker dynamite remember that welcome back cotter i said that the rifleman my favorite just saying the rifleman Gunsmoke. smoke look at all of you there's people there. um, <laughs> that's probably the longest running one was gun smoke crazy but i mean i can get a witness we we saw things happen but inside 30 minutes Remember, we've been talking in Revelation, and and it got me thinking of all this stuff. In 30 minutes, remember when heaven was quiet for 30 minutes, we read that? Do you believe, do you believe with me that God, when this whole thing is all over, he's going to make everything right? Everything's going to be okay when God gets done. So I'm not really a big fan of movies that just end and you don't have a good ending or they're not feel good. You know, some of you are looking like, I know what you mean. Because you're expecting one thing and then it's like, what? It's, it's, it can't be over. No. You know, they put that cliffhanger. I don't mind a cliffhanger as long as I know there's an answer coming or something. But if it's just like, mm, that's it. You make your own conclusion. No, that's wrong. They show those in hell. They don't, they don't do those. So, I'm, no, they don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but i like i like order i mean i like things to go good and you know i like the wrong people the bad guys to get caught black is black white is white hell is hot and sin ain't right god is holy christ is coming righteousness will prevail but i like it when things get peaceful and it gets worked out revelation 10 is about resolution It's about a mystery, not just a mystery, it's about the mystery. Verse 7 calls it the mystery of God. Last week we talked about seven trumpets, judgments, and we talked about six of them. We still got one to go. Revelation 10.1 says, I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven, surrounded by a cloud with a rainbow over his head. His face shone like the sun and his feet were like pillars of fire. So who's the angel? The description reminds us of somebody that we, uh, we follow if we listen to the clues face like the sun feet like pillars of fire hmm kind of like the description in revelation one it's it that was jesus so this is what this sounds like is this jesus sometimes it's not always easy to tell because remember when jesus was crucified dead buried rose again was it started appearing the bible says he appeared to over 500 people I mean, you know, so it's no mistake that he's around, but he's walking with a couple disciples on the road to Emmaus. Remember that? I mean, we're talking; he's walking with them, and I'm going to say, if I if I did this right, almost ten, he's with them for a long time, so almost ten miles of walking, talking, and it's when they finally sat down. I think it, the Bible says when he started to break something or the bread or whatever. They're like, "That's you." So sometimes it's not always easy. You know, God shows up in a lot of different things, doesn't he? And sometimes we don't really... We're not looking for him that way. But he's showing up. And we think, oh, he should be this way or he should be dressed like this. Do you know that God still can move whether you have jeans on or you don't even have a tie? He's still okay with that. So could the son of God be an angel? We've seen him a a man, a lamb, a lion. I'm down with it. If he wants to be an angel... Word to the Father. He can be an angel. But let's keep going. Revelation 10, 2 and 3. In his hand was a small scroll that had been opened. He stood with his right foot on the sea, his left foot on the land, and he gave a great shout like the roar of a lion. And when he shouted, seven thunders answered. So this angel is huge. Now, I mean, you need to picture. Now, he's got pillar of fire for legs. He straddles the sea and the land. He walks on the water. I mean, if he can put his foot on the water and it's not sinking, or unless it's that big, it can, you know. But It kind of reminds me of somebody else that walks on the water. Picture that in your mind. His feet planted. One on land, one on sea. Maybe the victory stance. Or, you know, the seals are broken. The price is already paid. Remember, we, talked, we started this whole study about the, the scroll that was sealed seven times. And we talked about that, the redemption of the world being in that, and that Jesus paid that price. Verse 3, it says, he shouts like a lion's roar. And the lion, if we know, and we all know about lions, they are known as the king of the beasts. There's a picture of someone in my head again. The lion of the tribe of Judah. Do you know on a quiet night, you don't know what I'm going to say, but this is going to be with the lion. So Some of you are like, my wife's probably fasting and praying right now, dear Jesus just help him say something good (laughs) on a quiet night a lion's roar can be heard they say from over eight kilometers away that's five miles so i mean could you imagine and the bible describes this lion's roar and then if you can think of the the hugest thunder cloud and clap that you could think of just the the roar of the lion and then you know just amazing so i mean this roar they're saying it can cover five miles. Just a normal lion's roar on a quiet night. Say if you're in the Serengeti or wherever you're at to hear a lion roar. Maybe at the zoo, I, you know, whatever. But if it's quiet, but we're talking about this roar is heard round the globe. Now think about that. Talk about the shot heard round the world. This is the roar. Now this isn't Tony Tiger. <laughs> it's great, but it's not the one. This isn't talking about cereal, man. This this is awesome. This is God's son shouting. This beats all other yells. This beats, oh, this is better than Tarzan. If you haven't, I'm all in today. I'm too far in. But do you know why a lion roars? A lion roars to claim his territory. To proclaim, hey, this is mine. That's just like, you know, if, if you're the man of the house and somebody is coming to take anything from the house, the man should stand up and say, not on my watch. You're not coming past this. No, no, no. And, and I'm telling you, that is that is our role as protectors and fathers. And I, I've told you this story, but I'll quickly tell you this story again. You might like this, Kim. So yeah. when we we were... Uh, we were just senior pastoring and stuff, and we were in a, in one of the nicest houses Kim loved. And Zach, who was the drummer, that's our, our oldest son, he, if he couldn't sleep or something, he would kind of do that Snoopy thing, you know, where Snoopy kind of comes and just goes like this. <laughs> Have you ever been asleep and someone just do this and you feel like you are being stared at and you wake up and you're like... So, I'm in bed, and he's at the the end of the bed, and I, you know, I just, I wake up like, and uh, again, Kim says, she grabs a hold of me, and she goes, honey, I hear something, now every man in here, if your wife has ever grabbed you and said, I hear something, most of the time you're like, okay, and you listen, and do we hear anything usually, then we don't hear anything, honey, I'm sure it's just, it's nothing, go back to sleep, (laughs) there it is again, (laughs) can you hear it? Then she said, it's something. They're upstairs. Then she says, oh, he's in the room. You get that kind of phrase, every hair on your body will go. (laughs) She said she has never seen me move as fast. Roy, you and me being karate people, I was out of the bed. I saw a silhouette at the end of the bed. And I'm telling you, my mode went from Brett to Bruce. Because I'm at the end of the bed, I'm like, oh. And I'm ready. I am going to take whoever out, out. And in my mind, theres he can't go through the door. There's a window. And this is what I'm thinking. So I watch too many Westerns. <laughs> he's going through the window, and we're going on the ground. And you call the police, because he's not coming through where any of the kids are. That's, he's, this is it. And so I am, and I start to head towards him, fist in the air. I mean, I am, and she goes, Brett, don't, it's Zach! And I went, this is one of those sitcoms. Elizabeth, you know what I'm saying? So it was Zach, and Zach was just going, I can't sleep. None of us can, son. Thank you. All right, let me get back to where I was. Claiming territory as a man. All right. We just read in verse 3, he shouted seven thunders answered or spoke. And the roar goes out and thunder responds. I mean, come on, when God speaks, this is better than E.F. Hutton. Everybody's listening here. See, half the crowd are going, who's E.F. Hutton? Again, my era. (laughs) Okay, J.G. Wentworth, my money and I want it now. Never mind. (laughs) But what I'm saying is thunder responded. So think of the loudest thunder you've ever heard. If, if you're like, I can't even hardly think of that. Think of maybe after fireworks, those big boom, boom, you know, whatever, but it's just that roar and boom. That's cool. I mean, I don't know what all that means, but that, that God is, he's, he's going to be saying something. Let's look at the next verse Revelation 10:4. When the seven thunder spoke, I was about to write, but I heard a voice from heaven saying, Keep secret what the seven thunder said and do not write it down. So John's about to write down what he heard, but a voice from heaven says, Hold up. And don't write it down. So, you know, i gotta, I got to start asking stuff like, well, why is he told to be quiet about it? I like this verse just so that I want you to, I want you to see it. Because sometimes I don't think God is holding things from you. I think we're going to find out all the mysteries that we need to know at the right time. How do we believe that? God is a good God. He's a just God. He's, he's not playing hide and seek with you. But how many knows there's some things that we just cannot deal with right now, nor can we process? Because our bodies and our minds are, we are not, uh, his thoughts are higher than ours, okay? The Bible says that. But so, listen to the scripture, Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, The Lord our God has secrets known to no one. We are not accountable for them, but we and our children are accountable forever for all that he has revealed to us, so that we may obey all the terms of these instructions. You see, he's going to tell us, but the things that he has told us, that's what you want to do. You want to grab onto that what he has revealed to you what he has told you you hang on to that that you have to be accountable for you know we well sometimes we try to rewrite the bible this is what the bible says and i think there's another way to get to heaven if you're just well that's not what the bible says you got to hang on to what the bible says and you're accountable for that you cannot change the word it is how it is and so we need to understand that so i'm i'm okay with that How many in the building grew up with a mom or dad that said, when your kid said, I want to know why? And they said, because? (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, but I want to know why, because I said so. But then, you know, sometimes I found out why, you know, there was good reason. And sometimes they didn't have time to explain. Sometimes when they explained it to me, I didn't even understand it. You ever tried to explain something, you, you know? I'll give you another quick clue. Are you ready? Good. Mallory was just wee little knee-high to a grasshopper. Kim was pregnant with Zach. We went to a petting zoo. Okay. I was mixing them together. Yeah. All right. Forget the petting zoo. Anyway. Those that are watching online, just hang on. Okay, see if I get this right. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Ushers, take him out. <laughs> no. So Zach is inside. <laughs> and Mallory says to mom and me, we said, Well, your your uh, brother, he's he's inside mommy's tummy. And she says, How old was she? Two and a half, two, almost two and a half. She says, how's he coming out? How's he going to get out? To which Ken looks at me and goes, my job is to protect. Her job is to explain. That's kind of my, I thought that was the deal. But anyway, I mean, that's one of those where you send up a flare prayer to God and you're like, I, okay, you know, I can't, She at two and a half, I'm not going to say, well, you know, these are, you know, I'm not. So I said this to her. I said, and Mallory, you know, kids just look at you so intently. She's just got those big brown eyes. She's looking at me. Yeah, daddy. And I said, when it's time for him to come out, God has got a special door. And he's going to open that door and he's going to come out. And then God will close the door. It's going to be all right. She goes, okay. (laughs) Walks away. Kim looks at me. She goes, oh, you're good. And I'm thinking, Jesus. Sometimes we're not ready to hear all of this stuff. So if God has some things that he wants to, you know, he's holding on to, he'll let you know when it's time. Say amen to that. How many knows that God reveals? And when he reveals, he holds on to and he gives you nuggets that you can hold on to. And whatever God tells you is truth, Period. There is no falter from it. There is no lie from it. There is no waiver. You can believe it. You can trust it. You can act on it. And remember that uh, revelation is about revealing Jesus. So God reveals enough for us so that we are hungry to find out more and more and more. And we keep uncovering clues. It is true that God wants your heart and your devotion. Jesus did when he walked the earth. He talked in parables and he talked and people were like... "I'm." I'm trying to understand what you're saying, but I'm not quite getting it. And the disciples even ask him, why, do you, why are you talking like this in these story things? And he said, because I want them to know if they really want to know, I want them to ask. And if they ask, I want them to follow. I want... Basically, he's just pulling them in saying, I want you to understand there's truth here, but I want you to really want to know the truth. How many knows if you know the truth, it will do what? It will set you free. We need more truth in the world today. We need more just clarity and truth and say, God, show me what you want. God wants your heart and devotion. Now, listen, you kind of find out what you're made of and who you are on what and who you follow. Think about it. Statistics say you become like the five closest people you hang out with. And if you're looking at bread, I don't even like who I am. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Who are you hanging out with? What are you letting in your life, in your eye gate, your ear gate? I mean, what are the things you watch? What are the people you hang out with? What are their values? What are their morals? Do they do anything like go with this book? See, if you find out who you're hanging out with, it doesn't mean you have to be. And this is the problem because we need to handle this with love. If those people are like they don't want anything with God, you can still love them for God. You just have to make choices. Come on. I'm still going to love you. Love doesn't mean I accept or believe and I agree with everything you do. It just means I love you. You want to keep doing that? I'm still going to love you. But I'm not going to do that. So here's what I'm going to do. See, so you have to make choices. You have to make those hard cuts to say, I'm going to spend more time with the things that are going to make me more like him. Revelation is revealing Jesus. So you can change some of that by changing your surroundings, so to speak. I'll let you do with that what you want. Revelation ten 5, 7. The angel I saw standing on the sea in one land raised his right hand toward heaven. He swore an oath in the name of the one who lives forever and ever, who created the heavens and everything in them, then the earth and everything in it, and the sea and everything in it. He said there'll be no more delay. When the seventh angel blows his trumpet, God's mysterious plan will be fulfilled. It will happen just as he announced to his servants the prophet's. So the mighty angel swears by god almighty that there will be no more delay the wait is over it's going down i mean he's saying this is what's going to happen how many know that waiting is fun (laughs) how many love to wait how many are lying (laughs) waiting is kind of tough isn't it it is kind of tough and we all seem to wait differently patience is hard sometimes for sure just to wait for something you know the anticipation of Of waiting for the outcome. And we're full of questions. Why will you not make things right right now? Why can't you do this right now? Now, When will they get what's coming to them? You ever feel like that? I just If we were God, it would not be pretty, would it? Because we would be frying a lot of things. (laughs) You know we would. Well, I was just in a mood. (laughs) Yeah. But the word says we have to believe it if if god is just and and he sees everything and he will bring judgment and just and fairness then i have to rest in that and i have to believe that i mean i know part of it we're human and we want to go well okay i would like to see it and i'm not going to ask for a show of hands who would you like to see toasted (laughs) please (laughs) please don't raise your hand mark 11 uh, 24 says that we believe we receive when we pray now i'm not talking about toast here but I'm talking about our faith. Everything in the kingdom happens by faith. It happens by confess with our mouth, believe in our heart, and do not doubt. Everything, the, when you get saved, happened that way. You confess Jesus as Lord, you, you, know, you believed in your heart, that's what happened. That's how that happened. So everything happens that way. So when we're walking in kingdom faith, you know, faith is simply being in agreement with heaven. That's a really simple definition. It is just, I'm in agreement with what God said. Mark eleven twenty two and 24 says, I believe I receive when I pray. So in other words, by faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I don't have it physically yet, but I believe I have it because I've already prayed in agreement for it. And I'm believing God for this. So if I'm going to walk in health, I'm going to believe that. Sometimes we're walking, we're like, oh, dear Lord, but I'm in pain. I'm going to rebuke that pain. I'm going to grab the word of God and I'm going to start declaring that. And that's a whole nother message, but I'm just saying that is what the word says, and that's what we believe. Hebrews says that faith and patience bring the promise. Psalm 27:13 says, I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I'm here in the land of the living. I'm telling you, there's so many scriptures we could just pull up here. The Bible says that He'll He's He'll set a, a table in the presence of your enemies. If you just stay with God, you just hang with God, and you just start hanging out with him, he'll just, come on, somebody, his favor, his goodness, his mercy, his anointing is on you. And when you put your hand to work, God says, I'm going to bless that. And people that don't understand or perhaps don't like you, and it's not maybe you, it's maybe the God in you. Then so be it. But you just shine the love of God. Because, again, I'm choosing who I'm going to put around in my Influence. Some of our calling is tied to waiting and trusting and believing. You got to know that. Back to Revelation 10. It's go time. Everything's going down. So when the angel blows his trumpet, God's mysterious plan it says will be fulfilled. When this happens, the mystery is revealed. So I'm thinking, you know, it's not really showing or saying, but there's going to be a lot of questions. You're going to be like, oh. You ever went through something and go, "Now I get it." Kind of didn't understand it when I was walking through it, but now I see it. The stuff's going to be answered, you're going to see a lot of things. The Bible says that the uh the angel says it happens just like the prophet said. The new King James of that scripture says this it says when the angel is about to sound the trumpet, so there's a hint of time somewhere in that whole uh action of that seventh trumpet it's you know things start. You know, we we, oh, okay, answers are coming. So it kind of gets a little bit deeper, and in some cases, if you're, you know, again, this is better than Steven Spielberg, so it could get a little different, but remember, the book is full of symbolism, so this is what I'm saying. John is told to go get the scroll, remember, he's going to take the scroll now, go get the scroll and eat it, and it's going to taste good, it's going to taste like honey, but then when it gets to his stomach, it's going to upset his stomach. And I know you're thinking just what I'm thinking. Not liking that. You know, nobody wants to eat some, oh, that's, you know, unless you eat way, way too much of something. Revelation 10 and 8 and 11 says, then the voice from heaven spoke to me again, go and take the open scroll from the hand of the angel who's standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and told him to give me the scroll, the small scroll. Yes, take it and eat it, he said. It will be sweet as honey in your mouth, but it will turn sour in your stomach. So I took the small scroll from the hand of the angel, and I ate it. It was sweet in my mouth, but when I swallowed it, it turned sour in my stomach. Then I was told you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, languages, and kings. So Revelation is kind of like that. I mean, there's good, and, and you know, God's telling us all the good. How many are happy Jesus is coming back? Yay! All the judgments. hmm. But, you know, as long as we have Jesus... This is is really the judgments are pertaining to those that do not choose. Because God is already... Now think about what we've already learned. He's already sealed us. He's already protecting us. And if you want to even get examples, think about the the Israelites in the Old Testament. All of those plagues that hit Egypt, did they hit the Israelites? They did not. They stayed safe. So we need to understand God is revealing. And so there's yay here. And you might be saying, but what the sad part is is I know some people that I love that don't choose Christ. That's why you pray for them. But as for me and my house. So you're going to have to make your choice and stand in it. And I've said this, I haven't said it for a while. But just so that you know, part-time Christians don't get full-time benefits. Think about how that sounds. I mean, it's like, Brett, that's harsh. (laughs) I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm just trying to be realistic, even faith-wise. We have to understand that this is about, you know, back in the day, some of the, some of the folks back in the day, let's say, if you, some of the grandmas and grandpas that are listening to me right now and those that are online, I keep wanting to point the camera there, it's not there now, now they're both here. Uh, but uh, remember that there was a saying that, you know, got to give God 100% because 99 and a half, won't do you know you when jesus is either lord of all or he's really not lord at all and and that's a tough one that doesn't mean you have to be religious and and legalistic but it means that our hearts have to be committed and we have to understand that if we want to walk in the full blood i'm not saying that god won't bless you as you begin to obey him that's not what i'm saying but i'm saying if our mindset is i'm not going to do this even though god wants me to do it I'm only going to do this you're kind of trying to serve god on a part-time basis and what's going to happen is you're going to make yourself miserable so you need to be all in you know because we've parented our kids for years and there's i mean there's times we made them do stuff and they don't like what they you know you got to clean your room i don't want to clean my room well you got to clean your room i don't want to clean my room okay if i clean your room then you're not going to have the stuff i pick up and put in these bags i don't want you to clean my room (laughs) okay well here's your choice then you clean your room I mean, and sometimes our kids would just—they were—they're great kids, but they would be like, "I don't want to," and you know, we go back 45 minutes later, and the room is still undone because they got, you know, their mind on something else. And I'm going to get to it; it's just going to be by the time I'm 40. <laughs> you know, so then we would put a timer in there. Guess what? I've got a timer set, and they'd be like, "No!" So in their mind, they're probably they're thinking, "I'm like the lady on the Wizard of Oz." That's
1: all the time you have. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm not trying to be that way i'm just saying i'm giving you some time here you have plenty of time to clean this and if you don't then you know there's going to be some there's going to be some privileges that we're going to we're going to deal with and, and they were good and they would do it and now as they're having kids they're finding out like wow it's time that we as americans and as people of god stood up for what's right it's time that we did everything that God wants us to do to the best of our ability, and that you know. And I know it's a process, okay? I know that there is a process. Sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's tough to always be obedient. Sometimes it's tough not to think those things and be mad, or you know. I'm just telling you. i Can I? I'll be as honest as I can. I'm not going to lie to you anyway. I was putting together a piece of furniture that my daughter had bought, and that I didn't know she was going to buy until she bought it. And they delivered it. I knew it was coming by the time I got delivered, and then she's like, Okay, I'm going to work, put it together. <laughs> <laughs> As I tried to put the spindles of this bed frame together, I came down to Pastor Kim and I said, Oh, I want to cuss. <laughs> and she's just, well, I mean, because how I mean, you know, many we've all been there? I'm safe to say I did not. But I'm telling you, it was right there. But I was just like, help me, Jesus. And uh, so, anyway, we got through it, got the thing together. All is well, and everything is fine. So some things are a process. I don't care how long you've been saved. Sometimes your button just gets pushed. And you're going to have to submit that to God. And, again, your allegiance of who you stand with. It doesn't show when everything's right. It shows when everything is wrong. Come on. That's when it's proven. That's when it's for me and my house. You know, that's when the, there's always going to be a battle. The enemy's never going to roll over and say, oh, go ahead. He's always going to fight you. God wants me to, to sing this song. Um, and so I'm going to sing this song. Then we're going we're to shout for Jesus. We're going to receive our giving, and I'm going to send you on your way. But I hope it ministers to you. I hope that you know it's time for us to stand up come on i don't mean you have to stand right now you might want to stand later in the song we'll see what happens but we'll make sure we have some volume guys and help me jesus <laughs> george washington Thomas Jefferson, Samuel Adams, First Chief Justice John Jay, names synonymous with the spirit of our country, founding fathers of the USA. Over 200 years ago, they shook off the chains of tyranny from Great Britain by divine call. Citing 27 biblical violations, they wrote the Declaration of Independence with liberty and justice for all. But something happened since Jefferson called the Bible the cornerstone for American liberty, then put it in our schools as a light. Or since give me liberty or give me death, Patrick Henry said, our country was founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ. We eliminated God from the equation of American life, thus eliminating the reason this nation first began. From beyond the grave, I hear the voices of our founding fathers plead. men who formed the constitution 52 were active members of their church founding fathers like noel webster who wrote the first dictionary could literally quote the bible chapter and verse james madison said we've staked our future to follow the ten commandments with all our heart these men believed you couldn't even call yourself an american if you'd subvert the word of god In his farewell address, Washington said, you can't have national morality apart from religious principle, and it's true. Because right now, we have nearly 50 million kids carrying guns to these war zones we call public schools. In the 40s and 50s, student problems were chewing gum and talking. Now, rape, murder, drugs are the trend. The only way this nation can even hope to last this decade is put God in America again. The
1: only hope for America hope for our country is him. If we repent of our ways, stand firm and say, we need God in America
0: again. Abraham Lincoln said the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of the government in the next. So when you eliminate God from the classroom and politics, you eliminate the nation, that word protects. America's now number one in teen pregnancy, violent crime, drug use, illiteracy, and divorce. Every day a new holocaust of unborn die, 5,000, and pornography floods our streets like open sewers. America's dead and dying hand is on the threshold of the church while the spirit of Sodom and Gomorrah us all. Gets to the point when people would rather come out of the closet than clean it, it's a sign the judgment of God is going to fall. If there's ever been a time to rise up, church, it's now and let the blood bought saints of the living God proclaim. It's time to sound the alarm from the church house to the White House and say, We want God in America again.
1: We need God in America. God
0: in America again. I believe it's time for America to speak up and proclaim that one nation under God is our demand. And send this evil lifestyle back to Satan where it came from. And let the word of God revive our dying land. Because Jesus Christ is coming back again in all his glory. And every eye shall see him on that day. That's why a new anointing of God's power is coming on us to boldly tell the world, you because astrology won't save you your horoscope will not save you the bible says these things are all a farce if you're a believer you don't have to look to the stars for your answer you can look to the very one who made those
1: stars history tells us time and time again to live like there's no god makes you a fool if you want to see kids live right stop handing out condoms start handing out the word of god in school the only hope for america For a come.
0: For being in this building today god we are forever changed because of your anointing because of your presence father with every head bowed and every eye closed if there's someone here today that's saying pb i need jesus i need him in my life right now my america doesn't consist of him but if that's you and those that are online all you need to do is raise your hand right where you are I'll pray with you. I promise I won't embarrass you. But if that's you, just put your hand up. We're going to say a prayer together. We're going to make this thing final. Yes. Anyone else?